0: Hello, and welcome to Court Games, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast, paid for by the Legend of the Five Rings Community Discord Patreon.
1: This podcast will focus on the role-playing games, stories, and lore for Legend of the Five Rings. I'm Corva, And I am Kikita Kaori.
0: Yeah, we're going to start with some not exactly lore news. Um, So basically today we're going to be talking about stuff that's been happening at FFG itself. And we're also going to be discussing two fictions that have come out, which are We Strike First and Beyond Reach. So that's our agenda for today. But we're going to start mm-hmm. off with FFG, which uh, has let go a rather large number of people, including, I believe, most of the RPG team. Yes.
1: The word that we have is that the entire uh, original or currently standing uh, RPG department at FFG. So that includes both Legend of the Five Rings, Star Wars, all of their role-playing game projects, as well as their um, software uh, FFG interactive divisions have been let go, which is very sad news, and they have our
0: sympathy. Yeah, absolutely. Our hearts absolutely go out to those who've lost their jobs at the moment, and that's uh... That's never good. It's never good.
1: However, it is uh, pretty common in the role-playing game industry, as I understand it, to all of that work would be done by freelancers. Uh, and uh, from what we've been told from those who work with it, FFG already had a fair bit of freelance writing done uh, for the books. We at least know that um, the fiction's in all the role playing game books, and a fair bit of the design was in there. FFG was unusual in having an on staff role playing game, like department of size, uh, mm. compared to what I know the industry. However, there's another light at the end of the tunnel uh, for us uh, in that uh, Katrina Ostrander, who was the original story lead for. L5R has been rehired and so we had been originally concerned that she that that hiring might not go through uh with the layoffs but she has been officially rehired as story lead for L5R
0: yeah so it's all go and all change at FFG so I hope everyone who has laid off got laid off are going to be okay but we just have to see uh what this how this, how this shakes out in the long term.
1: Yeah, with the press, uh, with the Asmadi press starting up, because we've seen those uh, novel imprinters printers uh, coming along, it may be shuffling related to that. Yep. Anyway, but we do have two new fictions. Yay. We do. So the first fiction is called uh, We Strike First. It is by Lisa Farrell and she has written a story about the hair clan so we are usually fairly free with our spoilers here so you are warned
0: this yeah this one does have some repercussions
1: oh yes um the daimyo of the hair clan is uh usagi sukiko and she in this story moves with her clan on a village suspected of potentially harboring a mahosukai um, but also maybe a little bit because she was expanding territory for her ever-increasing mm. uh, population of Hare Clan. And uh, when she is faced with failure and weakness, uh, she is severely wounded. She accidentally, maybe on purpose, we'll talk about that, uh, falls mm. into the uh, influence of that witcher Clan Once Hunted.
0: Yep. Yeah, there's there was a little bit of controversy over this one in the <laughs> in the Discord chat. But uh yes, it was it's so this has got some repercussions because the Hare Clan have now claimed a crab village on the grounds that the crab are too busy at the wall to look after villages, so maybe they should. And mm-hmm. uh that's going to cause ructions. Well, we should
1: probably talk about what the Hair Clan is. Yes. Uh, it is not a minor clan that has been explored b- prior to this in the uh, new 5R lore, though we did have some introduction to it in the old 5R lore. So yep. the Hare Clan, assuming the old lore still holds true, which seems to be the case for everything, yep, um, is was created in 750, uh, after the rise of the bloodspeaker Iuchiban, um, that bloodspeaker raised an army and the founder was a ronin, uh, Richen, who was born in the crab clan. He was a yusuki who joined the Hida school, but he was addicted to drinking and gambling. And that got him caused to be thrown out of the clan. And he was living in Ryoko Wari as a gambler, smuggler, thief, um, Han Solo type. <laughs> Uh, yep. But uh, he happened to be one of the very first to see Uchiban's undead army marching on Ryoko Owari. So um, he came back, told the magistrates in there the city was able to be evacuated because of that. And then Riechen went on to fight against Uchiban in the battles to come. Yep. And after Uchiban was captured, Ryoko Owari was still held by a lieutenant. And the Emerald Champion requested a volunteer for a suicide mission, which Riechen did to take down the defenses. And then he saved the Emerald Champion. And for all the things he did, he was allowed to found his own family. And that's how the Usagi family
0: was created. And and they've always been very anti-Mahotsukai. Because of this, because of their history.
1: Right. Anti Mahosukai, yes. Um, and their mandate, official mandate, is Hante Mahosukai within the empire. But that mandate is also duplicated by the Phoenix, who feel touchy about anybody invading that territory, mm-hmm. and the Kuni.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Kuni, admittedly the Kuni are more Shadowlands and blood speakers and and Mahosukai are kind of like an offshoot of that but yeah yeah
1: so in times of peace probably for a long time the Asagi family maybe didn't find so many Mahotsukai though they you know that was their mandate mm-hmm. so um it currently holds the plain south of Rio now in yep. old lore they were pretty aggressive towards other minor clans and often needed to be expanding. There's a little joke in its name about its ever-growing a population.
0: Yep, yeah. Uh,
1: it went to war against the Fox Clan in uh, Old 5R when Toshimoko was a young man and he was involved with that, mm-hmm. that war. Yep. So it's always been expanding. So there's this yeah, whole, yeah. we'll find a Mahosukai there and... Take over the town that we found the Mahosukai in. So that that's a little bit of a background, yep. for the hair.
0: They're also interesting in that they're the only minor clan that has more than one family because there's the Usagi and there's the Uesugi, which is just an interesting setup for them.
1: Well, that uh, the Uesugi is um, was made in during the timeline after this point in. In uh, in New Five R. So at this point in it's just them. This it's just the Asagi family.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we did get some good law nuggets out of this particular story. We got some. We got to see the end of a hair clan genpaku where the prospective applicants have to go out and attempt to catch a rabbit with the bare hands uh you don't necessarily need to succeed apparently but you need to try but and coming back with two is like super super special and awesome yeah (laughs) so uh our hair clan daimyo or hair clan champion has two kids one of the you know who could be the heir one of whom did not come back with one and one who came back with two so it's like ah you're clearly my heir because you're fast and clever and stuff
1: yeah, I read when I read the story, they never mentioned that the oldest child, or the Shun, the presumed heir mm. who came back with two, was necessarily her
0: daughter. Oh, that's a good. Uh, yes, that's a good point. I was, I was assuming. I have to admit, but
1: a lot of people presume that. But and I assume that at the very least she's related because of mm. you know mm. she's made the heir. But yeah. she could be a niece, or they could have a. You know, broader tradition than that. It definitely is given the impression that uh, her son would normally be made the daimyo, even though he was younger. And Mm. then uh, Shun, who is the child who is the young person who is the heir, was uh, made the heir because she came back with two rabbits. And was just really awesome at it. And in in new five r there is a, a movement away from automatically presuming that the male child will be the heir mm. and it's more the oldest child even yep. in very traditional clans like say the crane <laughs> where the father doesn't necessarily like the oldest child that much either mm. so uh, if it's if that's the case so in rokugan the oldest child is more likely to get progenitor, yeah. rather than the male child, than it being unusual saying that Sukiko bypassed her son. For Shun would not be weird at all, and would not require coming back no. with two rabbits. So I think it might be more like a cousin.
0: It's it yeah it's it's a it's a bunch. Of, I mean, there's a bunch of details we don't know. Right. but yeah. It's
1: just never said it's her daughter, so you don't need to presume that. That's true.
0: Uh, <laughs> they also eat the rabbits that they catch, which, depending on some, some people's um, reading of Rogan, is very, very strange and unusual, but I don't know. It all depends on the individual.
1: It's worth mentioning. So this mm. is at a high feast. This isn't starvation food or anything like that. This is like a formal feast. So I thought it was interesting that that They do that. Some people are like, never, samurai never eat meat. So it's like, here they do it, and they do it in a pretty ceremonial fashion.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's a, they talk about going out with a guntai squad. So that's a unit of troops, obviously. Um, probably one led by a gunso. Uh, guntai, that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> Um, a Gunso controls 40, 5 to 40 Niktui, and each of those control 5 to 10 Hohei, which are the foot soldiers. So a Guntai squad would be 25 to 400 soldiers. Yeah. Considering it's mounted, it's probably closer to 25 to 30.
0: Yeah, something along those lines, yeah. Um, they also meet up with a Haruma patrol, who's also led by Gunso, so we're probably about the same size. Right. Uh, it is mentioned the the kura, which is a traditional Japanese storehouse. They mention finding that at the village and and how prosperous it all is. Um,
1: yeah. So I was trying to put how long when this is in the timeline, and I noticed that it's in the fall and they're harvesting rice in the fields. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was worth. So that sent me down the rabbit hole of researching all about rice agriculture because
0: yeah. You know, rabbit hole. Cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very, yeah. Anyway, so crab lands are traditionally known to have two harvests. Much of the rest of the empire gets only one, but crab lands are a bit warmer than the rest of the empire. Uh, For rice agriculture, they they sow their rice in a nursery field, and then when it gets big enough, then they plant it in a second main field, and that's where it grows six to eight weeks, and then it's harvested. So uh, to get two harvests, you need basically uh, six months mm. <laughs> you know a month and a half you know you need a good long growing season because you need the yeah. time to to grow it uh you know two months to to grow it for each thing and a month of kind of overlap from the from the yeah. nursery season
0: with the nursery so. field yeah yeah and so that's about approximately october ish would be about the last harvest you'd get mm-hmm. in some places the second harvest isn't necessarily rice they would actually plant something else in the fields, as and which would also be crop rotation, which is a, a useful thing when you get into agriculture. <laughs> but I, I can't remember if they were mentioned specifically about harvesting rice, but they were harvesting. So two.
1: They were harvesting rice. It was yeah. in the flooded fields, so
0: yeah. So, so two harvests, which is quite good. Um, we also find some things about how mm-hmm. the Usagi at least go to check to see whether or not there's Maho in the place. So you checking limbs for cuts you're taking any books and scrolls you found, and you're watching during the night for suspicious activity.
1: Yeah, I think it would be pretty intrusive if you're a peasant and somebody's suspecting Mahosukai comes to town because they'll be doing full-body inspections of everybody and it definitely would cause a lot of resentment whether or not you had a right to be there.
0: Absolutely, especially when it's like, um, we're a crab village, we're in Haruma lands, should you be doing this? And well, we're samurai. What do you? What you know? It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not up to you. It's way above your pay grade to decide. Um, so it's and we're curious as to whether or not this is a common pattern. Whether the whether hair claim possible maho and say, oh well, we clearly need to look after this village just in case. And it's also a question whether they often do this to a great clan because I think they might have bitten off a little bit more than they.
1: Chew. We shall see. I, I think mm. that it's a good example of a case where you can play your Rokucon in different ways. And mm. at, the way I like to think about it is that there's a war peace scale, and in a peacetime, the crab would be all over. Aye. Yes, <laughs> yeah. If it wasn't if if it wasn't for that, there'd be a kuni investigating the original Mahosukai. They'd not be interested in having the Asuka. Uh, Usagi jump in there or anything else like that. But uh, in wartime, they're distracted. The samurai withdraw from the the villages, leaving the villages vulnerable to not only ambitious minor clans, but ronin bands, Mahosukai themselves, any other trouble comes up. They just don't have the manpower.
0: So that's – It it must be said, they sent a patrol. Yeah. There was a room patrol. So they're clearly not that disconnected. And then when that patrol fails to turn up, shenanigans, there's going to be shenanigans. But but this is, it's a very interesting setup that we've got. This is this is a really interesting thing. Um, there's also another piece of information, which is that um, it is mentioned that sometimes a Shikenja cannot heal a limb, necessarily, depending on how damaged it is. But an artisan can replace that limb with an artificial one.
1: Right. So – Rokugani prosthetics are, in fact, a thing. Mm. And we've mentioned it. You know, it's been mentioned in other places before, but yeah. uh, it's it's kind of cool, especially you can imagine those Caillou artisans making clockwork lights and stuff.
0: Beyond Reach by Robert Denton III. This is the results of Worlds 2018, where the big question was, which family should the Phoenix send to search for Isawa Tadaka, and the result of that was a samurai of the Asako family seeks the leadership of the Crab Clan that they may aid in convincing Tadaka to return to the phoenix and to help point to where he can be found. So the person who got sent is Asako Tzuki, who, quite frankly, doesn't really want to be wandering down in the Wild South searching for people. She had a nice little life up in the North. Writing, writing romantic detective- fan fiction. <laughs> Detec- detective fiction.
1: Detective fiction and making fan fiction with her her librarian friends.
0: Yeah. I, I have a theory because there's a, the the new L5R novels that are coming out. One of them is the detective books. I'm just going to claim that one of those books is, in fact, the one she wrote.
1: <laughs> Name's a little different, but I buy it. I totally buy it. It's awesome. Either that or they changed the name from Magistrate Yuzo when they published it <laughs> under a different author. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, in this particular fiction, she is far to the south with her faithful Yojimbo, and she is looking for Isawa Tadaka, who has the, the master of Earth, who has gone south and has gone missing and may or may not be doing bad things with Kuni Yuri. Now, I'm um, dipping to spoiler territory now. Um,
1: Kuniori is doing bad things.
0: <laughs> Kuniyori is doing bad things. We, we weren't quite sure quite how bad until now, because Asakutsuki gets stonewalled, first of all, um, but trying to get into Hida lands. And then she's just told, nope, no one's getting into Hida lands, which is interesting in and of itself, actually, that that's happening. Mm-hmm. And then when she does, she's saying, hey, hmm, maybe he's been looking at temples. Maybe he's doing the rounds of the various temples. I know where these temples are. I'm going to go have a look. Temple one, no Tadaka or no Kuniuri. Temple two, nothing. Temple three, nothing. Temple four, <laughs> nothing at all. There's no people here. There's no nothing here. Hmm. Hey, what's this? A secret door. Oh, I found someone's lab of evil. Oh, oh my God. Oh, so much evil. Oh, and it's all assigned Kuniuri. Kuniyori did all of this. This is what Kuniyori did.
1: And he wrote it in his journal.
0: His big book of the evil stuff that Kuniyori did. It's like, so she um, quite understandably tortures the place, takes evidence and goes to the nearest part of civilization.
1: Well, she doesn't get very far because she's... She goes. She leaves the temple, and her Yojimba's slung over the back of a horse.
0: Yeah. And um, unfortunately, she is not believed by the local authorities, including Hida Yakumo, who is basically saying, well, uh, you're going to be interrogated now. I suggest you tell them everything, especially the part about how you've faked all this evidence against our stalwart ally, Kuniyori, who does good things and only good things, and hasn't done evil. Yeah. So
1: And then that's not good. she she defenestrates herself, so
0: Yeah. I, I actually wonder if it wasn't deliberate because he did an awful lot of you couldn't possibly survive going out that window. I would definitely be able to catch you before you get there. Going out that window would be a bad thing. I wouldn't like that at all.
1: Well, I thought that, that I thought that he was hinting that earlier mm. on, that, that he was trying to convince her to jump out the window because that would be actually a compassionate act. Uh, but he does actually go to try to stop her at the end.
0: Yeah, but I mean like was he was he really trying to was he just doing it for, for performance sake? I mean part of it is I do wonder whether or not it's all the big question. Is Yakima acting on his own? <laughs> would the would the Cooney who interrogate her realise the truth or would they also just no 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 we're we're trying to find out why you faked all this evidence as opposed to let's find out what's actually happening and it's all but yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of potential ramifications and, and possibilities here however she goes out the window she doesn't die because the water kami that she lands on are very nice but she's now behind enemy lines what well, now, what now appear to be enemy lines she doesn't have any of her offerings for the kami and she's extremely worried because she thinks that she's so close to the wall that she might accidentally summon kansen instead of kami and right. she's also wet and tired and hiding under a bridge. With broken ribs. Broken ribs. So um, that's where we leave the poor poor lady.
1: <laughs> yeah. Some people have speculated that she's dead now, but I, I, I've read too many books to say even in L5R, you know, you've got to show me a little more than that to get to dead. Abs-
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if she was meant to have died, we would have been told. But uh, yeah. So she's deciding what to do, which is either try and get back to Phoenix Lands and tell the truth. But she may also think the one place they won't look for me is in the Shadowlands. I really don't want to go that way. So, so we're just going to
1: have to see if there's more adventures. But uh, we it did have some good lore nuggets. I have a new tea for my tea list, for example. You know, Quiet Wind Tea. I need to add to my tea list that I'm compiling because obviously we need more and more kinds of p-
0: proper tea. It, uh, she works as a copyist. That's her normal job when she's not gallivanting around um, crab lands leaping out of windows, uh, which is a very important job of transcribing text from older scrolls that are beginning to fall apart onto new paper so we, you don't lose the information. And um, I believe she's working on something involving the 9th century folk hero Shiba Katsue. There you go.
1: <laughs> so, you know, you've got some. I, I, those things are fun to throw in there uh, in your stories. Uh, it says, it said that there is currently going to be a marriage arranged between the Kayu Daimyo, who is Kayu Shinobu, and an Asako scholar. So I think that FFG probably put that uh, in as a little boost also for this story prize to, to show that more links, more links were made. It, it It's not a, a poison pill story prize with only, you know, to do this and it'll create war between uh phoenix and crab yeah it might create war between phoenix and
0: crab it might but- any number of things might happen yeah
1: but it's not purely negative
0: yeah we also learned that the caillou seem to chew some kind of leaf as a kind of as a hobby um possibly for energy like chewing tobacco or betel nuts we're not quite but that seems to be a habit that some of the caillou do
1: that's got to be so gross to the rest oh of- <laughs> god. <laughs> <laughs> They're not used to gum chewing and all this stuff. And it's – it's
0: there's
1: – yeah uh, there, there's probably one – that would be one of those things. If their uh, most rational courtiers, you know, seem to mm. take up that habit, that probably uh, <laughs> looks a little weird to the rest of Rokugan. Um, there are a lot of jokes this week because at one point uh, – one of the crab goes into the "Your freedom is paid for crab blood" speech, uh, and how how that has to be learned at their Kampuku or something. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knows that that's what you say.
0: That's oh. the speech.
1: That's that's crab crab honor there. So say so there it like you mean it. Going that. <laughs> Whenever you're talking to someone else,
0: absolutely. The first thing you say. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the unlucky number four is referenced because uh, one of the readings of the number four is she, which is the same as death, and so very often things like that are avoided. So you, you know, don't necessarily mention that your building has a fourth floor. You don't have a, a castle tower that has exactly four floors. That sort of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and that's from Japan,
0: obviously. Yep. So. and China,
1: but yeah, and China. Um, they mentioned the feathers within branches school of sword play as practiced by uh, uh, Suki's Yojimbo. No longer mm-hmm. practiced by Suki's Yojimbo.
0: Uh, no, not if Yakimo's right. I mean, yeah, <laughs> poor guy.
1: Yeah, he, he he sends them to visit the fortunes, I believe, was yeah colloquialism.
0: I think that was how he was phrased, yes. Uh, You have mysteries like the celebrated cases of Magistrate Yuzo are apparently common and popular stories, presumably written and rewritten and passed around and put onto woodblock cuts.
1: Or written by uh, very nice uh, Phoenix Asako librarian fangirls. like
0: (laughs) (laughs) Who absolutely should not be sent on missing – who should absolutely not be sent on missions down to the crab lands and jumping out of windows.
1: Right. So um, we got a pretty good description of shrines. So in this story too, so they talk about the Hodon, which is the central sanctuary of a shrine. And it's also noted that Bushi are generally forbidden to go in the inner shrine of a mm. sanctum uh, of, of a, a temple or any of these shrines. So she can go in there, but she can't take her yojimbo inside this hodan for this shrine. Yeah. And then inside the hodan is the shinte, which is where the inner spirit of the shrine actually resides. And that could be a mirror or a sword or a statue or a jewel or a rock. And sometimes a shinte is not something inside a shrine per se, but is more like a tree or a mountain or a waterfall.
0: Mm. Yeah, the, the shrine the is built around it sometimes. Right. So you have a you have a particularly holy tree or a particularly powerful kami in a tree, and so a shrine is built kind of around it or next to it, but that's the shintai. Yeah. Uh, we also learn that apparently those who die by torture never go to Yomi. They go to Toshigoku, which is the realm of slaughter. And I kind of get that, because if I was killed by torture, I'd be crossed too. <laughs>
1: Anyway, so the big question with this story is, well, mm. what does Yakimo know? Yes. Is he being duped? By, all right. There's pretty good evidence here that Kuniyori mm. has fallen all the way off the wagon and is dabbling I, in, in treating constant and stuff. I believe
0: this is beyond dabbling.
1: Yeah. So he's he's got his journal He's got books made of human skin. He's Blech. got skeletons in the corner and stuff. A lot of that could be. This is just a Cooney workshop, but yeah, he yeah. he he does go above and beyond, and he his journal does specifically describe him calling on Conson, which yes. is different. So um, I liked that she gave him the benefit of the doubt right up to finding yeah. him that out.
0: Yeah, that was that was when when she got the kind of it's, it's, everything else was like this could be just standard Cooney craziness and um, maybe this is a trophy collection. This is stuff he got from bad people and he just put them here to study them. And oh no, no, I've read his book. Oh oh dear me, <laughs> fortune, fortune save us all. And right and so the question is does is does yakumo just say no 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 kuniyori is a good bloke i trust him implicitly is he saying um, i must not let this information get out even like even if he thinks oh kuniyori has definitely gone over the edge uh but this information must not get out the other clans must not know right yeah
1: so it could be it could be either he could yakumo could know I mean, it's possible he could know about it mm. at this point. We don't I mean, know. Yeah, that. It's yeah, doubtful, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, it's it's possible. Yakumo could be being duped by Kuni Yuri, and he has more faith in Kuni Yuri than he does, you know, this stranger so, from Phoenix Lands.
0: Yeah, this, this this random nerd who shows up saying, Kuni Yuri's evil.
1: Right. but But he has the book now, so... Mm. He has been given this book, so he has to n- – <laughs> so it's yeah. like he either believes that Kuniyori is doing it for the great good, he hasn't read it at all, mm. Kuniyori has uh, some good story for him, or um, he understands it and is going to have to go back and investigate Kuniyori or something like that, but it's more important yeah. to him to keep this silent than yeah. keep Suki alive.
0: And there's a question of how much he's operating on his own. Because when he says, you know, the Cooney are going to interrogate you now, is he telling her that so that she will get out the way because he doesn't want the Cooney actually interrogating her because they might find out she's telling the truth? Or is he just being horrible and saying, you're in for it now, lass. Who knows? Yeah.
1: So in Old 5R, the crab did end up with Kuniyori's help uh, falling under the influence of shadowlands for a phase
0: and Yakumo in fact because he, he lost his hand uh, he ended up getting a demon hand as a replacement and i believe he did he also give his name to an oni or was that was that was that a separate thing or was that the same thing
1: Yakumo ended up firmly on the Shadowlands side at first mm. and then die Turned himself around through an, a massive amount of willpower, basically, and yeah. help. But the, you know, I, we don't want to talk too specifically about what happened in old 5R lore. Yeah,
0: because we don't know.
1: Yeah, we don't know. I think it's okay to remember that it happened, in that the new 5R mm. is kind of like, it can be uh, similar without being exactly the same exactly. at all every you know it, it can have some of the same beats that made the old story so powerful without uh you know any of the dumb stuff so so yeah. one of the things is the warriors against the shadowlands ends up falling because they are overcome by that which they are fighting and that's mm. the story of the crab and then they redeem themselves by coming back strong yep so um we'll see how it goes yeah we'll have to see yeah we don't know mm. I, I, good luck to my Crabby friends out there, uh, stay strong. Yep. <laughs> but that's. It. I
0: do believe that's us. Yes. So, um, lots of stuff going on this week. Well, this fortnight.
1: But. but uh, uh, our fellow podcast is uh, Court Games for the LCG, so please check them out. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you like what you're hearing on this one, you know, check out the Court Games discard k- Patreon. But that's it for me. I'm Kikita Kaori. May the fortunes favor you.
0: And I'm Kova, And until we meet again, keep your Jade handy.